Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. If you are new to the show, we thank you for being here and encourage you to explore all that we offer the Spiritual Insights community. In addition to producing these segments, I am an energetic healer and channel for Jesus. Today, we continue our Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, channeled messages from beyond the veil with Mother Mary, the ascended being who gave birth to Jesus, the Christ child, in her last lifetime. Joining me is my special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons, full body channel for Mother Mary since 1994. After a brief discussion, Danielle will allow Mother to come through in her distinct voice to share her loving guidance for the human journey. If you are new to these segments, Danielle is also the author of Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, a transformational book available at her website and has connected people worldwide with Mother's Grace through life-changing courses, retreats, and online events, including pre-recorded and live stream presentations with Mother on YouTube at Mother Mary Channel. You are personally invited to participate in these events with Danielle and Mother to expand your consciousness. To learn more about upcoming events and to join Danielle's community, visit BelovedPublications.com. Visit SpiritualInsightsRadio.com to join the Spiritual Insights community, review the archives of all the transmissions, and learn more about my energetic healing work with the divine. Well, I am excited to get started. We have a wonderful topic. So hello, Danielle. Welcome back. It's great to be able to pick up where we left off. Hello, Charlotte. It is so wonderful to be here as always. Yes. So uh, you had your awesome vacation and... <laughs> So I did, and I well. have to say that I recommend Costa Rica highly. It is the land there, and the people, and the animals. The whole, like the whole Costa Rican ecosystem that includes every part of the natural world, is incredibly peaceful. You know, they are just, just incredibly peaceful people land sort of uh, outlook on life uh incredibly welcoming i got such great rest like if you are in the market for a real vacation mm-hmm. a vacation vacation you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. yes <laughs> costa rica is a fantastic place to go hmm. well before yeah. you left i felt that this would be a very significant uh, time in your life yeah, that something special would open up or blossom or fall into place. So I hope that happened. I'm not asking you what it is. I'm just saying I had the chills for you before you left. 
Yeah, I, it's funny. I, I wasn't really sure why uh, I was going to Costa Rica, Why, you know, other than, hey, let's just have a great vacation. Uh, but it did open up a lot for me and some things shifted that, um, yeah, I'm very grateful for the shift. Uh, and just it opened a perspective that I don't think I had before I went. And so that's always really exciting you know, to, to have, to, to be more open than you were before. I, I find just really wonderful, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. yeah. I know how it feels. I feel like a totally different person just in recent months. So it's a good feeling. Yeah. It's nice to step into uh, something different. Okay. Yes. Well, so the topic today is how to know you are hearing your intuition or divine guidance. Mm. Fabulous. Yes. All I have to offer basically is uh, because I, yes, I say it often, I'm pretty well trained. 20 years ago in 2001, when Jesus came through, he said, here's what you do. You listen and you feel it when you hear my voice or he explained further, it's not actually my voice. What it is, is an energetic impulse. It's energy waves coming down into your skull by way of the third eye, the pineal gland. He says, and when you notice, it has a rhythm. My words have a rhythm. This is what it sounds like, that kind of thing. So he would go very slowly at first, and then he was able to pick up, but I could still feel the rhythm. Mm. The most important thing to recognize is that if anything is said that is either insulting or hurts your feelings, it's not me. Mm-hmm. that's the ego trying to get in and it will do this the ego or shadow will try to get in grab a hold of the transmission or the words and twist them because it mm-hmm. doesn't want you to have that guidance it doesn't want you to follow intuition it wants to keep you captive to your shadow aspects yeah yeah is it similar for you very much so that's a that's a great way to put it although i i, I never really thought of it as a rhythm um but Definitely the, uh, you know, if it's insulting, if it's, if it hurts my feelings, if it's um, uh, with should, ought to, Mm. uh, you know, if there's any kind of shame or guilt, then it's not, you know, it's my shadow or what I consider my unhealthy ego, you know, my, my self-centered fears, but The biggest thing that can happen for me is like you were saying, Charlotte, that that part of my shadow or unhealthy ego can imitate my divine guidance. It can't imitate my intuition. It can imitate mother's voice like in words. Yes. But it can't imitate her feeling the way she feels. Right. So. This is where, and I've talked about this before on on your show, and you and I have talked about this before, that I started a long time ago, I started not really depending on communication with mother with words, because I, not too long after she came and we started, you know, channeling together, my, my shadow, my unhealthy ego just totally hijacked her voice, her inflection, Mm -hmm. you know, and 
oh my gosh, I find that if I depend on words for our communication, um, it, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't go so well, but, but my shadow cannot imitate the way she feels inside of me, mm-hmm. my shadow and my, um, you know, unhealthy ego cannot imitate or hijack the feeling of when I have uh, an intuitive communication or, you know, an intuitive uh, experience. It just can't. It, it's not possible because, um, I, and I don't know why, I don't know if that comes, you know, that those fears or the insecurity or whatever is coming from my mind. Uh, and the mind knows how to put up like smoke and mirrors, mm-hmm. right? right? Like a comedian can imitate other people and their voice and everything, right? So maybe my mind can imitate mother's voice, but it can't imitate the feeling because it doesn't provide that, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so that's one of the ways that I've learned to kind of figure out uh, what's really happening. And uh, Mother did touch on this subject uh, from a different angle. I think it was in March, 2021 where she was speaking about discernment. And she even said in that segment, I believe, don't count on the words. Don't, don't look for words. They're just words. Go with the feeling and with the communion. So I, that's what I've been doing largely um, with intermittent check-ins like, hello, just checking in. And, you know, and it's always words of comfort. Everything's going to be okay. You're doing great. It's always encouragement and comfort. And so I don't ask too many questions. I don't expect too many answers because you have to, you have to walk the line that you chose to walk. Okay. Yeah. And, and I've always told the listeners, this is what I think God expects of me. And if he expects it of me, then it must mean I'm capable of it. So there's right. no doubt in my mind that I am capable of walking the line that I have to walk. I've done this over numerous lifetimes. I haven't given out a lot of information about that, but this is not something so new that it's, that it, that it will destroy me. Right. There's a familiarity to it. So with that, I go with the familiarity of your soul knows what it's doing to a large degree. So do you, you've been around this block. Okay. So there's, there's no need for that kind of fear. But when it comes to being with them, I am lately am more given to saying, you know what, just come hold me. I just yeah. need you to hold me, and Aww. I'll be, and I'll be, I'll be calm, or I just want to feel that. And then I do um, various meditations with Mother Mary, mm-hmm. and the one I like, the one I've been doing is the flow meditation from the summer of 2020. Yeah. That's a good one. (laughs) Things are quite busy back then. So apparently I missed it. But when I found that, I said, wait a minute. And so I started doing it. Mm -hmm. And this has made remarkable, a remarkable difference in how I feel. And with wiggle room Mm. with, because I, as I look at myself, look at my situation and look at where I'm going, I try to identify where's what's lacking. What's, what's happening here. What are you struggling against? And I narrowed it down to movement. 
Mm. I, I was, I wasn't afforded very much movement in directions that I wanted to go. I said, okay, so that's a block. So that's what I try to address. And in that meditation, you don't get to pick what you want to work on. You let your soul do it. So I do it every day and just say, okay, let's clear out some heavy driftwood. And I feel a difference, total difference. That is amazing. And Mm -hmm. I really like that you're bringing up about not asking so much questions and not expecting so many answers. And it's not that question and answers are, you know, a bad thing. I just want to make that really clear to everybody who's listening that that's not really what it's about. But I found that (laughs) when I, when, you know, mother and I first started happening, I was like, woohoo, I've got access to like the source and, you know, I'm going to just like, (laughs) I had my, I had my list of questions every day, all the time. And people would come for sessions and they had their list written out. Like literally people would show up to their session with like 30 questions, you no know? Doubt. Yes. And, and that's uh, a list. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, you know, you, you think, Oh, this is great. Like, and then I realized that at some point with mother's supreme kindness and love <laughs> that <laughs> like her, she's so gentle with this kind of thing. It was sort of like, maybe the source of your questions are your self-centered fears. And maybe by continuing to focus on just all those questions and expecting answers, you're actually feeding your self-centered fears rather than alleviating them. And I was like, huh, that's a, that's a, yeah, I think you might be onto something there. So, you know, that was a big stepping away from getting the direct answers to my questions was a big shift. I remember One time mother said to me in a meditation, she said, I'd like you to explore the possibility that why doesn't matter as much as you think it does. And I was like, mind blown, (laughs) you know, because I thought my, my mind immediately was like, no, no, no. Why is the, the important, like for my mind the answer to why is all that matters. And yet when we got deeper into it, mother was like, well, in the times that you have discovered, like you've gotten the answer to why, did that just sort of make you feel better or did it actually solve your problem? Just did the self-knowledge in and of itself solve the problem and the answer was no it actually did not like knowing why something or why i'm doing something or why something's happening to me or why the universe is unfolding life the way it is for me doesn't change what's happening you know it might make me feel a little safer because i have some answers and Maybe it helps me put it into some kind of context, but it doesn't really change 
you know, the circumstances, the only thing that changes the circumstances is when I shift something inside myself and self-knowledge does not create that shift. And that was a tough one for me. I don't know about you, but that was a hard one for me to let go of to, to, because my mind kept, and still sometimes today, my mind is like, no, if I just know the answer to this question of why everything will be fun Mm -hmm. like everything will be better everything will shift because i'll know why i'll have the answer to that right so in answer to your question um no it's been equally as difficult if not more because (laughs) i am so analytical because mm-hmm. I, my appetite for information is so voracious. I cannot get enough information. I was speaking to one of the listeners today and we talked about how much I like to learn. I like to learn. I like the information. I like to chew on things. I'd like to figure it out. If, um, if Jesus says, um, I, I need you to make a decision on this, but I know you're going to want a few days to think about it because you're going to want to break it down. Look at each piece, turn them over, consider, reflect, feel it out, bring in the intuition. Then you put it all back together. And I know you'll come back to me with a choice. I'm like, thank you for recognizing that. That's exactly what I want to do. And that's what I do. But early on, he had to teach me. He had slow down, slow down. Okay. I want you to just listen to me, just open and listen. Mm. And so he would start to tell me about myself, what makes me tick and Anytime it started to feel insulting and he says, nope, that wasn't me. (laughs) Start again, open, listen. And we practiced it at length. And what I found was that when you, what you're asking for is information. You're asking for pieces of the puzzle to put it in context so that you don't have to be afraid. Right. To give you that information is what's the word, the antithesis the it is not the answer what that does is gives you an artificial sense of comfort and peace it's artificial it's inauthentic it is um counterfeit peace okay so i know the personality uh and and you know the personalities of other people and i know mine and i know that when i have pieces of information it calms me down Okay, so understanding the situation will settle, settle the frenetic energy a bit. Right. So what I've had to do over the years is this is where you are challenged to understand your own faith, its level, its depth. Do you complicate it? Things like that. Because he told me. When you ask me why something is happening, he said, let's get this straight. When you ask me why something is happening, what you're really asking me, and that, and he does that. You can ask a question. He says, no, what you're really asking me is this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets me every time. And I need that because I need that type of personality. I need that pushback, right? I need a strong personality. When you ask me why something is happening, what you're really asking me is what did I do to deserve this? Yes, exactly. That self-centered fear. Yep, exactly. And the blame, shame, guilt, you go right down that that rabbit hole into that dark shadow place. 
He says, you're asking me what you did to deserve this and you did nothing to deserve it. You did nothing wrong. Karma is not punitive. Uh, Yes, you've burned off a lot of karma. He said, I burned off four lifetimes of karma before the age of 33. But I am asking you to believe me. You did nothing to deserve it. This is what you elected and agreed to explore these varied, varied experiences. Mm. And at this point in your life, mind you, everyone, it was 2001. I was 33 years old. And now in this part, in this phase of your life, you're going to go out and share everything you learned. So why means what did I do to deserve it? Let's talk about when. When you ask, when is something going to happen? When is it going to happen? Right. (laughs) What you're really asking me is when is something going to come along as in the form of a job or a romantic partner to come and save me from myself? Because I don't like the way I'm feeling right now. I'm not okay with who I am and what I'm about and, and how I feel about myself. So I need a distraction. And the answer is, it's not coming anytime soon, as long as you don't figure this out to an acceptable degree that would make any incoming job or partner not a contributor to, let's say, um, you getting worse. Like uh, um, when you, when you, corrupt a minor kind of thing. So you you can't invite something in the smooth way. You can't invite something in just to make yourself feel better about yourself. You have, that's your solitary work. Um, what he did say was, if you keep pushing this, you can invite something in, but it will be the encapsulation of all of the conflicting energy within you and you will draw to you something so conflicting, you will wonder, what have I done? Right. Oh, yeah. You will attract an abusive relationship. You will attract a, a hostile environment for employment. So I tested that out. <laughs> I had to. Because you have to. Yeah, I, I, I hear I, you. I tested Love. it out several times, and, and it works yeah. every single time. You will... Yeah. You will draw that to you. So the answer for for me from Jesus was what you want to ask. This is the question. What is this for? Meaning, what is its purpose? What am I learning from this? What is it teaching me? How am I opening? How, what am I being asked to be more open to invite in? What am I being asked to um, look at? And this Mm. is, uh, we don't get a chance to talk, but Amy Verhagen is on the show now. And these are the things that we consider in talking about energies. What am I being asked to surrender? What am I being asked to bring in and cultivate? And so just a quick plug for Amy, these these segments are working out great because these are the questions that he's always advised me to ask. He says, that I can answer as to why something's happening to you. Yeah. I can't, nobody can answer that. God, the father cannot answer that because there's nothing you did to deserve it. So this, this is, there's, that's why I've, I have coaxed, I will say the listeners over the years, this is why no one's allowed to ask when questions when they call in. Oh, that's awesome. This is why. And, and I've, I've, I think I've touched on the explanation a few times, but this is why they're not allowed to say, when am I going to get a job? Nope. What's blocking you from getting a job? What's stopping you from being open to a new relationship? Right, right. What do we, where can we heal the blocks, the conflicts of belief? Because belief is total and you can't 
believe in two different things at once. Right. So you have conflict and you will invite conflict. But that's pretty much how it goes. So I, I say I'm well trained and I know better than to ask certain things. And under stress, under stress, I will sometimes forget my training. What is this happening? Right. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. Wrong, wrong question. I'm going to come up with something very flowery and very, very impressive way of asking it. So what you're really asking is this, sure. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. One of the things that mother says all the time, all the time, when she's talking about this with people, whether it's individually or in groups, and it just makes me chuckle inside every time because she says, um, if you're ready to let go of asking why or when, or, you know, like you just said, she said, you will have so much freedom. And I promise you, I promise you, promise you, promise you, beloved, that if you need to know something, we will make it plain. We will make it clear. You will know if mm -hmm. you need to know in order to grow, expand, progress, shift, transform, you will be informed. Mm -hmm. in, you'll be made aware some way, shape or form. You'll, you will know. Mm -hmm. And that is something that has proven true to me in my life every single time. And it is uncanny how it works, like uncanny. And so I have come to trust that and I have come to rely on that because we don't, she and I don't communicate a lot with words. Um, you know, with just inside of me, I really go by feeling and her presence and just feeling that love and, you know, her grace. And if there's something mental that she needs me to know, some fact, she lays it out. It shows up, mm -hmm. you know, somebody comes with that information or I just stumble, you know, stumble upon it, quote, unquote. Um, and that has been those are the like the miracles to me those are the daily miracles you know um that mm -hmm. just show up when i don't push and demand and force them yes totally and i, I want to make a distinction because I, I it doesn't mean i don't have questions what i've learned is to pull back from the ultra personal Mm. What, what does this what does this experience say about me it doesn't say anything about you this again <laughs> you're going back to shame and guilt right right this this is this has nothing to do with how you see yourself and how the world sees you this is an experience that promotes growth for your soul as tired as we are of hearing that it's the truth and it will always be the starting point but what i uh what i want to add is you know, if there's really something you need to know, daily miracles, it, it will come to you in some fashion, right? Whether you stumble across it or if it comes crashing into your consciousness, <laughs> you will get the message. You That's will right. get that message. What I like are, how does this work? Uh, what are the mechanics? I'm always asking, what are the mechanics? And the day before, it was two live streams ago. And I, I want to, you know, reemphasize to the listeners, 
They're doing live streams, Danielle and Mother Mary, every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. And so two live streams ago. Right before then, I was on on I was giving someone a session and we were talking about mechanics, Bill, because you know, you're analytical, so am I. I get it. What are the mechanics? What are the mechanics? Next day, mother says in the mind stream, maybe you wonder about the mechanics of a situation. <laughs> so um, I have my face in my hands laughing. It's just so cute when she does that. What helped me, and this goes back to uh, October of 2019, when I came to see you in Georgia for the retreat at Elohim. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll give an example of the information that helps me tremendously. So everyone knows that in this past three-year period, it's been one thing after another, after another, yeah. after another. And even you said, oh, my goodness, you're going through it. You're going yeah. through the fire. And it literally, and it, it has slowed down somewhat. It's, it's much improved. But back then it was like getting slammed at every turn. And you and I talked about the um, floating down the river and then you slam into a rock that was beneath the surface that you didn't see, that kind of thing. At the retreat, Mother explained how when you go through a time in your life where it is one thing after another, you're not crazy. You're not imagining things. And there's a name for it. It's called a pain cluster. And Mm. these pain clusters are very effective in jumpstarting your growth. Yeah. And it was and it is. But knowing, oh, it has a name (laughs) called a pain cluster. Perfect. Just having a name for it. Yeah. That's all I needed. Yep. I didn't need to ask, but why? And um, questions that are go- going to be derived from a place of what does that say about me? Right. Am I a loser? Am I not good enough? It's all going to go back to self-worth. Yeah. And see that the information came when you needed it. You know, you, you didn't have to push or force it. You said yes to showing up to a retreat you were invited to. And there you go. And then mother's like, here, here's, here's the why or the when or the what that you mm-hmm. were, you know, that you're experiencing right now. It's, you didn't have to, well, you made an effort to come to the retreat. Of course you expended effort, but do you know what I'm saying? That you, you said something was offered to you in love and you said yes, and you accepted in love and then you stepped into it. And all of a sudden you got some of the answers that were sort of rattling to the questions that were rattling around inside you. So yes, Mm -hmm. provided in a way that was effortless. And that's the difference, right? When I'm demanding why, when, what, you know, tell me, tell me, tell me, I'm expending a huge amount of effort. And all that mental stuff is taking up all the room inside my heart and my life and my being. And it makes me nuts because there's not really much room for anything else. And all that gets driven with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then I have a hard time feeling mother. I have a really hard time feeling my connection to the divine. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I'm forcing, I'm pushing for those answers. I see it as really pushing out the divine. Like, hey, I don't trust you mm-hmm. uh, to provide the answers that I need 
to help me feel better or navigate the situation or calm down or understand. So I'm going to go out and demand those answers. I'm going to force the answers. I'm going to just grasp onto something that I think resembles the answer. Mm -hmm. It's a very different, very, very different experience than trusting that I'm going to be provided with what I need, whether that's information, whether that is um, support from another person, whether that is, uh, you know, going to some experience and getting more than what I thought I needed, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's, it's a completely different experience for me. Yeah, for me as well. And just to just to kind of put a focus on something. So transformative have the last three years been that I can look at my life and get into what I'm uh, what I call categories or compartmentalizing in a healthy way. Mm. We're at our worst when we are either feeling lost, scared or confused. That's why we want information. We think it's going to ease that, right? We don't right. want to feel confused. So we ask right. for info. So what I've had to swing it over to is understanding the big picture is enough. Right. I don't need to understand the small picture. And, you know, will that bill for $30 be paid? If that's small. That's, that's you know, old old, old, like old time compared to where we are now with the pandemic post 2020 and everything that we've grown into. So that, that is something that is now, um, from a, from another time and era, so to speak. What, um, what I learned to do is I can look at my life and say, okay, here's what's going on. I can look at it. And I can say to myself, no, your life is not terrible. You are not a bad person. You're simply going through a challenge. This is a challenge. Mm -hmm. And so I can almost be perky about it because people can say, how are you? And you know how you do a deep dive right into, oh my God, all this is happening. And you want to tell them all about it. Don't need to. I can say, I'm doing well, actually. I'm going through a challenge. It's quite challenging in multiple respects but I'm okay because Mm -hmm. I'm not confused Yeah, because I'm not lost in it. Right. And then within the challenge, you can have a pain cluster and you Mm -hmm. can say, well, you know, it it might last a few months, but it'll pass. And then I'll get a little bit of a break and then there might be another one, but it'll come in waves and it's not predictable down, you know, according to the calendar, but energetically it's predictable. And I can get through that too. So now depression isn't as big a factor as it would have been under the same circumstances, but with a different understanding of what's happening for me. Yes. So much better. Here we go. Absolutely. Shall we see what mother has to say about it? Yes. Let's, this is always fun. I know. Here it comes. Okay, yes, very good girls. Now we're going to talk about something else. Okay, hold on just a second. See you when you get back, Danielle. All righty. 
Hmm. Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. Welcome. Hmm. So good to see you. Thank you, my love. It is wonderful to be here with you and all of your wonderful, extraordinary, beautiful listeners. Sarah. Hmm? Hmm. So today I wanted to talk about um, coming to a deeper understanding of your own intuition and divine guidance, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to um, put divine guidance in a very generalized category, right? It could be guidance from... Uh, an ascended master such as myself or Yeshua. Uh, it could be an angel. It could be the presence of love. It could be mother nature, right? Mm -hmm. And your intuition, that really is the voice of your soul, all right? Mm -hmm. And your intuition and your divine guidance are always in alignment. But when it comes to divine guidance, and this might be another topic for maybe next month, mm -hmm. um, it is vital that you feel deeply that the divine guidance is of love and light, right? That you have taken the time to discern that. You have done your uh, due diligence, so to speak, right? So let's have this conversation based on that assumption that you've already done your homework and any kind of communion you are having with the divine for you it feels deeply as though it comes from love and light mm -hmm. okay. when that is present you are in alignment your soul your divine guidance the divine the present that's present within you and around you are in alignment so in one respect, you are hearing one voice, one message. Doesn't have to be in words, but you can feel what is being communicated to you, whether through feeling, sensation, words, um, the way life unfolds around you. that inner knowing, that inner rightness. But how do you know when so much is happening inside of you? How do you know it is your intuition, your still small voice, divine guidance, right? How do you know that? You 
Charlotte and Danielle spoke um, on your experience beforehand. Those of you that are listening may have similar experiences. You might have those experiences in the future. Or maybe you have your own ways or different ways of knowing. But there may be many of you that struggle with this. And it creates anxiety or a lack of clarity that can create anxiety. Or you are plagued with a lot of doubts about what are you hearing? Is it my intuition? Is it my ego? Right? And this is how you figure it out. Don't trust the reaction. Right? So I'll give you an example. Because so many of you also are working to alleviate the burden of codependency and people-pleasing. Many of you are incredibly gifted and talented, highly sensitive, empathic, all these psychic, all these wonderful things. And your energy or being is sort of geared towards helping others, being of service. But you may have found throughout the course of your life that the way in which you have helped others has become extreme to the point where you have neglected yourself, you do not have an understanding of healthy boundaries, you often feel taken advantage of, or discarded. Um, this is for you. When you are this type of person, oftentimes that first reaction that you might have looks great on paper. Oh, I want to help that person. That person is in pain. That person is struggling. That person is uh, having this difficult experience. And right away, you feel, I want to help that person. And because that's how it translates into your mind, it's easy to believe that that's coming from your so that's your intuition saying, or divine guidance that's saying, help that person, right? But here's the difference, right? Mm -hmm. When the words I want proceed, whatever it is, that is a red flag because it is the mind that is trained to want. It 
is your fears that want. It is your unhealthy ego that wants. So it's easy to say, but I want that person to be happy. I love them. I want them to be happy. I want them to be healthy. I want them to be safe. But what precedes all that? I want. I want. That comes from your fears. Because if that person is not healthy, happy, safe, you could lose them. Mm -hmm. If you're not the one to provide these things for them, you could lose them. So oftentimes, not every time, but oftentimes the I want, I want you to succeed. What you want for someone else may not be what they need for themselves. And this is a very important distinction, beloved ones. When you are gifted, when your life is geared towards service or helping others, whether you earn a living at it or not, doesn't matter at all. You will often have that first reaction to fix, to help, to find the answer, to extend yourself, to step in, to do, to do, to do. And to save. We try to save people from this earlier to learn. We can't. Go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, that is absolutely right. To save. Mm-hmm. So that is not your intuition. So your intuition, your divine guidance is never in a hurry. It comes when it comes. If it needs to come in the moment so you can make a split-second decision, that's when it will come. If it needs to come gradually and build over time until the clarity uh, emerges, then that's how it will happen, right? Mm -hmm. It is easy for your unhealthy ego to convince you that that first reaction, that's your intuition. And sometimes it is, right? When you are sitting in a therapy session and the therapist asks you a question and says, you know, just the first thing that comes to your mind, don't overthink it, just whatever comes. Mm -hmm. That can often be a very valuable jumping off point to a deeper dive. It can uh, offer insight because you have not overanalyzed. It was just the first thing that rose up inside of you. So what I'm asking you all to do is when you have a reaction to something, whether you perceive it as positive or negative, yes or no, 
let that be a starting point. Just like if you're in that imaginary therapy session, right? That's the first thing that arose within you, first thing that jumped into your mind or heart or being. Don't assume that that is the end point, that that is the decision, that that is the yes, green light, let's jump in. Just see it as a starting point. Hmm, okay. My first reaction or my first feeling is to jump in and help. Now let me sit with that and feel it out. Let me look deeply with loving, loving honesty, self-honesty at my motivation. What is propelling me? What is driving me? What's the momentum here, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the ways you can discern is with joy or obligation. Your intuition is going to encourage you to jump into things that the jumping in, the journey of jumping in, involving yourself, um, communing with another, making that connection, is going to be ultimately a source of joy, a way of expanding. If it's obligation, that is going to be the doorway through which you walk into resentment, bitterness, regret, feeling put upon, used, um, overextending yourself, overwhelmed, right? Mm -hmm. So what I see very often is people make the assumption that the first thing that rises up, it was so powerful. It just rose up that I needed to help that person or I needed to do this or that. Please don't assume that that is your intuition or your divine guidance. Sometimes it is, but let yourself have time and the space to feel the rightness, to be more engaged in the whole process. And I don't bring this up. I promise I don't bring this up to create doubt in you so that you are saying, oh, well, oh, I'm more confused than ever. This is so you will have a process by which you can get clarity so that you can feel the foundation of rightness, that it settles within you in a mature way. Because always leaping in from reaction is immaturity. 
It is an impulsiveness that when taken too far and used too often will set you up for hurt and problems. And that's, beloved ones, that is the source of how you doubt yourself, why you doubt yourself. Because that rarely works out well for you. When you are always leaping in, leaping in, because you felt it. But I felt it, mother. I felt it rise up inside me. So I just did it. I went for it. And then this happened and they were so upset and it turned terrible. And then they're blaming me because things didn't improve for them. Right? So each of you has this story to tell. And what happens is that feeling can be so powerful that the easier way is not to look too closely, to not take the time to just feel your way through that initial feeling, that initial impulse, that initial reaction. Because you are hardwired in many ways to react, to defend yourself, to try to get what you want or what you believe you need, to prevent loss, to make sure others continue to love you so that you'll be okay. Right? So you are reacting from a lot of different aspects inside of you. So I'm not saying to enter this exploration with doubt, but rather with your whole self, taking into consideration the child within you that still reacts because of certain circumstances, the adolescent, the young self, that you are multifaceted and multidimensional. So to make these kinds of decisions with your whole self, then you don't have to take months and months to make a decision. Sometimes you do because things have to line up in order for the ultimate uh, action to be taken but generally you are trying to make choices from a very narrow narrow perspective so if you want to know if something is your intuition or your divine guidance Take your time. Feel your way through it. And know that I want will not be a part of the communication. So let's take that exact same thing. 
I want to help that person. That's you. And that's okay. Maybe once you explore it, you will still feel the green light, the yes to help that person. Mm. But when it comes from your soul, your divine guidance, you will feel help that person. Period. No embellishment. No, I really ought to help them. Oh my goodness, they're hurting. Their pain, I feel so bad for them. I have so much compassion. I should probably pick up the phone or I should help them, right? No, let go of all that extraneous embellishment. If your divine guidance, your intuition needs you to step in and offer your help, you will simply and I mean simply feel that to be so. Help that person. Boom. And you feel it. The words may not even come to the mind, mm -hmm. but you feel it in your body, your energy. It's almost a natural extension. The gentle, even momentum, no highs and lows. The even momentum is there. And there is a joy that wells up within you at the feeling that, ooh, you get to help them, mm -hmm. right? There is no obligation. You do not feel put upon. It's almost as if you have been given the gift that, yes, you're offering to help them, but you feel helped. Mm -hmm. By making that offering. That's how you know it comes from directly from your intuition, your divine guidance. Does that make sense, beloved? It makes so much sense and it brings up a few points, a few questions, if that's okay. Of course. Okay, here we go. I want to say that for me in discerning, where is this coming from? I find that the less I know, the better. So where it's coming from, is it coming from your gut, your heart, for me, the back of my head, someplace other than the thinking self that says, I want, or I need to help that person. And then you lay the story on top of it. Be out of sympathy is uh, what I call it in Yeshua and I, have spoken about this at length, that feeling sorry for a person doesn't help them. Because yes. sympathy is merely a mixture of empathy and self-pity. So you're really helping them out of feeling sorry for yourself. So you're not helping them or yourself. So, okay, that's one scenario. Sometimes we do the most help when we don't understand why, or so I just feel I need to do this. And then perhaps later, you get a bigger glimpse into what it really did for that person, but you also get a glimpse in, I needed that too. There was something I needed in this and didn't even realize it until the words came out of my mouth. I never yes. heard anything like that before. This is what I trust without a doubt. You know, oh, I, I, I 
and I've had a lot of practice at this. Here's where I want to clarify for the listeners, so I want you to help me understand it. We get an impulse, oh, I need to help that person. And hopefully you can stop for a minute and say, well, where did that come from? Is that to save them from themselves, to rescue them from a situation where they will have a glorious learning experience? Or is this coming from yourself? So you take a moment or, or a day or so, the time that you feel you need to look at it, feel it out, feel the rightness of it. Where do you branch off into delay or procrastination due to either doubt or intuitive caution where your, intu your intuition or your divine guidance is mm, hold back, maybe later or whatever the answer is, or you're just doubting, did I hear that correctly? When you should help that person, but now you're telling yourself you shouldn't. Yes. Could you make sense? Very good question, beloved. And doubts have, uh, everyone has a doubt language. Mm -hmm. So it's a good idea to discover what your doubt language is so that you can identify when it comes up. So, for example, doubts might sound like, oh, I can't really help them or I don't really have anything to offer them, um, or I really just, the only thing I have to offer is to give them a hug or say, um, I love you, or gee, do you need someone to talk to? I'm happy to listen. That's nothing. I need, uh, gosh, their life is falling apart. They obviously need so much more than that, right? That's mm -hmm. because you don't so much doubt them, you start doubting yourself and what you have to offer, right? Okay. That's when you know you are in doubt, not pause, right? Sometimes your spiritual self will have you in pause so that you can hear your doubts. You can see them, recognize them, say, oh, here you are. I know you. Let me love you. Right? Let me just sit with you, my beautiful doubts, and remind myself that in this moment, it's not really about me. So let's try to make it about them again and then see where we're at. Right? If I take the focus off myself and put it on them, now how does that feel? Right? So think about um, helping others. Have you ever been in a crowd or on a sidewalk with a stranger and they stumble and you don't even think about it? You just reach out and you uh, stabilize them, right? Yeah. Or a friend you're walking next to stumbles or trips immediately. You just grab onto their elbow or their arm and help stabilize them, right? Yes. When you feel that kind of simple, that's simple service, right? No big uh, analytical 
tearing it all apart, doubt, filled with doubt. It's just a natural extension of your energy, your momentum, right? And it feels good, right? You help that person, feels lovely. Mm -hmm. Yes. So look for that kind of ease and simplicity. That's what I meant by uh, the simple without embellishment. So what you're looking for is the simple uh, direction, that easy channeling of your energy uh, in such a way that it makes what you are offering a gift to both them and yourself. Mm, okay, there it is. I wrote the words fluidity versus static fluidity it becomes easy even if it's something you don't have to offer somehow it arrives yes everything arrives opportunity uh objects persons money doesn't matter i've seen it it happens and it's very fluid when there's some type of conflict as in uh like we discussed talk uh, feeling sorry for someone and so you want to fill some gap that this person needs to recognize there's static because you're not sure. There's lack of certainty. There's lack of knowing. That's how I gauge it. Is that a good reference for the listeners? Yes. And it can be very difficult sometimes for people like yourself or people that earn their living uh, doing the type of work that you do, healers, uh, Danielle, that um, there is an expectation by others that you should, right, always be, of, you should be giving your time and effort away to those who might not be able to afford your fees, uh, that one person is asking for that, but they're not the only one asking for that. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. There may be hundreds of people over the course of a year who are asking for that. Right. And this happens all the time to people that are healers or psychics or channels. There is the belief that, oh, you are in service. And so you should just give away what you are doing for free. And many people who are in that position place other people's projection, right? Their expectations, they place it on themselves and they carry a burden that does not belong to them, but they often operate from that burden. So they are reacting to the expectations of others. So when people ask, can I have a free session or can I have uh, it for $20 instead of uh, 120? Um, oftentimes the healer has a reaction to say yes. 
Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Because they should. But what happens is that that's the fastest way to develop resentment, a deep undercurrent of resentment that runs through your life. But then you don't have to go to the opposite, right? And never, ever do service or never, ever say yes when someone asks for a discount or a scholarship or what have you. Yeah, that's a shame. Right? So it is person by person, moment by moment, situation by situation. And you can create overarching boundaries or policies, but you take it one person, one moment at a time. And you feel your way through. Keep it simple. And be careful that you are not living from those reactions, even if they look good on paper. Right? Because they may not translate into good health for you mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, energetically. Do we have time for another question, Mother? One more, yes. One more, okay. I was thinking about Metatron and the times that he's uh, spoken uh, with me on the air and he says we're always there we'll you know we love you we're always there we're always guiding you but sometimes it's a nudge and sometimes we have our knee in your back I wondered if you would like to give some examples of one of each a little nudge or no beloved sorry but we're going to have to push you hmm. <laughs> so So a nudge would be um, pick up the phone and call so-and-so. Mm -hmm. right? That's a nudge. Mm -hmm. Or you're just thinking about that person and then they call you or text you. Right? That's saying, oh, look at that. Things are lining up. My intuition, my soul is saying to their soul, hey, call me hmm? or text me. Right. And it happens and you feel it. Right. right. You feel that there is for something so simple, but you know there was that divine guidance. Now, a knee in the back, that's it. <laughs> I know it's Metatron. <laughs> love him, love, love, love. I do too. So let's look at that from the front. Right? So the knee in the back, <laughs> let's look at it from the front. You are here in this life to live. That's what you're here for. 
right? That's your purpose. I have said this before. I will say it again and again and again, right? That's your purpose, to live. I love that. Big part of living is to uh, the expansion into love and light. That's your evolution as a soul, the wheel of karma, what, however you want to look at it, right? Okay. So you are opening a little more each day to love and light. Love, which is also divine, and it's the reason why you want to come to be human. Because love is um, particular to this reality structure. It's not as if something like it doesn't exist in others, but is very unique here. Light is light. That's creation. That's everywhere. Where there is life, there is light because of light, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But love is a little different, right? That is an energy, a presence, a divine presence that is unique here as humans. And you all want it. So you come and your population is growing. So obviously love is pretty darn popular Mm. okay so you see it in your culture it's a big focus artists paint on it write about it sing about it it's something you crave the soulmate uh, talking about it on and on and on right life partner makes the world go around does that's right and you as human beings cannot live without it Right? So when light and love come together in the womb or the test tube or wherever you are being grown as a human, uh, that is the spark right? when it allows the body to develop, to be animated, the autonomic nervous systems to happen, and the soul to have a vessel or a conduit for its existence on the human plane right when we talk about a knee in the back what we're really looking at is you have reached a point in your life your human life where your soul desires needs however you want to put it more Love, it wants to increase its capacity to experience love. And love is the type of energy that is all about love and more of itself. Love doesn't really care so much about the human constructs that you place on the way things are supposed to be or have to be. So love wants to remove everything that stands between you and love. So when you feel that divine guidance that can feel like a knee in the back, it is love sweeping away what stands between you and love. 
And sometimes that can feel as though we are wrenching your favorite toy from your grasp. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because love isn't always what your mind tells you it is. Love is its own presence, its own divine expression in the human world. And you are getting to know love a little bit more each day. So that knee in the back is us helping to set the stage the right people, the right time, the right situation, bringing it all together so that love can pluck out, can sweep away that impediment that you have placed between you and love. So that's when you feel that difference. And if you step back and look at the nudge and the knee in the back and everything in between, you can see that in each instance, it is you saying yes to love. Right? You're thinking about your friend and then they text you. Now you can refuse to text back or uh, complete the communication mm -hmm. to call to have a deeper connection or you can say yes to love you can hang on to that thing that love's trying to pluck out and sweep away you have free will you can say, no, no, I will not let go. I will not let go. And that's all right. We never close a door. Love never shuts down an opportunity. We just step back and regroup and try again yeah. at a later <laughs> time. That's all. Right. Can we say that love then removes... In, for you, in your life, in your consciousness, in your habits, whatever, blocks to its own presence, as we Correct. say in A Course in Miracles. Okay. Correct. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. And that's okay. Not so bad. Yes. I know how sad some, some separations can be. Yes, you do, beloved. But yes. love's presence fills that. Exactly. Fills it. Beautiful. Yes. Oh my, so much to talk about next time, Molly. Thank you so much for this. As always, my love, it is an honor and a joy to serve you and your community. I love you all and I'm with you always. Mm -hmm. mm. Namaste. Namaste, Molly.
Hello. My, my. <laughs> it's, um, I finally got to see it. It's, it's quite a day <laughs> because when mother was describing at the retreat center in Georgia about the pain cluster, mm-hmm. she said something that had me almost on the floor because her sense of humor is so fine, fine-tuned. Mm. So fine-tuned. We're generally pretty serious here, the three of us. Yeah. You and I have, you know, cracked up a couple times. Yeah. <clears throat> when I mentioned that Metatron has these sayings, we either give you a nudge or we've got our knee in your back with that yeah. accent. <clears throat> She lost it a little bit. She, <laughs> she had to lean over and catch herself and then straightened up real fast. But I saw it. It was great. And and she's and she was like, Metatron. <laughs> she, she put her hand on her face going, Metatron, his sense of humor. But then had to, I love him. I love him so much. Oh, we all do. But he's funny. Metatron calls him it, calls it the cosmic boot. The cosmic what? Boot. You get the foot if you're not going to pay attention. You get the cosmic boot. That's great. It's, I love it. it. It's, it's phenomenal. It's hilarious. But to see her lose it, lose her composure like that yeah. was, it was worth, it was worth the wait. It's been five years and it was worth the wait. I have to say what she said at, at the retreat in 2019. She says, well, beloved ones, that's called a pain cluster. And I'm like, there's a name for it. It's called a pain cluster. Oh my God. Then she says, well, you call it a cluster as well, but you attribute another word to it. And I'm thinking (laughs) cluster, what do we attribute to the word cluster to describe a very painful sequence, rapid sequence of events. And then, oh my God. She never cracked a smile. She just went on. And I was like, no. Now, just when you thought you've heard everything, right. now you've heard everything. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and lately she's she's taken to going, boom. And it's like, have you heard it? And yeah. then, and then boom. And yeah. did she just say boom? <laughs> yes, she did. And there it comes again. Boom. I'm like, oh no. This is great. I love it. Anyway. This, this was uh, very enlightening and I was happy for the opportunity to clarify for many people because there are so many who want to be on that level uh, to even discern their intuition or their guidance to the degree that we do. Um, You know, it it can be tricky for us. It can be very tricky. And so we have to be careful. Um, There's a way to double check. We can ask them to repeat. We can walk away. We can relinquish our ego. There's a technique I've taught the listeners to do this. We can uh, do any number of uh, things that we have been offered over the years. You can use uh, automatic writing. You can use the dowsing with a pendulum. They have really fortified us with a lot of things. When, When in doubt, double check. Yeah, and you can step back and double check from a place of curiosity rather than doubt. 
You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. she was talking about bringing your whole self into it, you know, that's making more and more sense to me uh, because I often want to take the easy way and just say, oh, well, that's, you know, yeah, I felt it. So that must be it. And I've, I'm finding that oftentimes the reason I want to do that is because I don't want to make any more effort. I just want everything to be easy and come to me like that and not have to bother with you know going deeper or do you know what I'm saying like I I, do I I can be very spiritually lazy (laughs) we all (laughs) can that is a thing for me I just want it kind of handed to me on a silver platter right no effort on my part and so you know you know to take to take that time to explore out of curiosity uh it takes effort you know and it takes time you have to Mm -hmm. put in the put in the effort and yet oh my gosh the difference and it's not even that much effort charlotte that's the thing you know i i don't in my mind i think what the heck am i avoiding for heaven's sakes we're talking like maybe 10 15 minutes of effort we're not talking about like years of of slogging through something (laughs) and then you're like what's the matter with you it's like nothing like that you know what is wrong with you (laughs) but yeah uh, i needed to hear that today i needed to hear that today and and to feel love to that extent you know we, we do attribute and project and stretch it the definition of love like taffy yeah. You know, and and sometimes when a person is in need, sometimes all you need to do is just gaze upon them and let love come through you. Yes. I got to feel that four months ago and it's life changing. It mm-hmm. is to and to feel, you know, like with uh, your retreats and everything, no doubt you're still present. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. still present and you can feel the love in the room. Something oh my god happens in that room it does a major shift it's a it's a phenomenon that i never get tired of experiencing mm-hmm. the difference of when people sit down on the first day the first hour the first day and then the last day it it is unbelievable how exponentially the love expands and yes of course it's mother you know working her amazing mojo and her grace but it's really the people in the room just saying yes to love absolutely and it is i am blown away every single time for 25 plus years i mean just blown away at Mm -hmm. how people are willing to let love remove what is standing between them and love so that they can have this incredible experience. And, you know, of course, not every single person is able to, to, you know, to do that in a, in a retreat or workshop, but, you know, the vast majority of people can, and that's, and that's not to say that there's something wrong with the person. Cause I have people who can't do it. And then, after maybe a few retreats, they can, 
right? It just, you know, sometimes it takes longer for people to be able to say yes and to, and to open up to that. Some, um, some type of silent barrier has to dissolve sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And so, or some people can feel it a little bit and then it grows, you know, with every retreat, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger for them. Um, so I'm a, I'm a, yeah, it's not so much about any kind of spiritually advanced or not or beginner because love isn't really I guess it's like the ultimate spiritual concept but it's not it transcends what our minds can think of as spirituality or religion or anything like love is just universal I mean it's the energy for everyone you know whether you're an atheist or you believe in some yeah. kind of, you know, higher beings, uh, love is the great equalizer. Love is just is. And so you don't have to have any kind of spiritual advancement or anything. Philosophy, you know, to, none of it. Nothing. To, to no belief that. system like that right. to be able to say yes to love. That's just, that's our common ground. I believe as human beings, I think that is our common ground. I think it's the main thread in our fabric. Yep. And, and how we experience it on this planet is like, how do I describe this without a negative connotation? It's, it's not nearly as expansive as it is when you feel the real deal um, outside of personal attractions or, the even the limitations of friendship you know what I mean when you yeah. feel it without any type of label whatsoever yeah it's enormous true it's yeah. enormous and I hope that we all say yes to that every day each and every day every moment we went we all need to say yes to that type of love and yeah. in with the intention that it envelop us the planet the cosmos everyone in it we sure could use a boost of that right about now. I agree. Well, ladies and gentlemen, remember belovedpublications.com is where you go to join Danielle's community and review her extraordinary calendar of events. Spiritualinsightsradio.com is where you can hear the archives of all divine transmissions, join the community and book an energetic healing session with me. I would be honored to help you move forward on your journey. Thank you very much, Danielle. We will speak soon. Yes, we will. Thank you, my dear. All right. That is our show for today, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.